Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Block Talk Radio. You're live on the RF Sports Radio Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, as you know, we do the show every Tuesday and Thursday night from 9 to 11. Uh, tonight we're going to do 9 at 10.30, a quick programming note. Well, of course, we'll go over if you do have to, of course. Uh, but we definitely want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, we crossed the milestone in the show. We're up to 270 listeners. Um, in our first month, so we definitely want to give you guys a big round of applause and thank you for tuning in or downloading the uh, podcast of the show as well. And, of course, as you know, I'm your host, RF. Tonight's call-in number is always the same, 323-927-2906. And, of course, i got to welcome in my co-host, which is a little under the weather today, but he's a trooper. He's going to come on with me anyway. Uh, Royce, how you doing tonight? You feeling okay? Hello, Rodney. How you doing? I'm a little bit under the weather. You sound I'm like Miami. Man. I'm hoping Miami bring the heat and cowboys to keep me laughing. So <laughs> I, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little under the weather. One of these summer colds, man, they, they, they're the worst ones I have. So, so yeah. I want to welcome the Bills and, and congratulations on the milestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope we can, hope we can double that number. Right. Uh, by next month, so we'll see. Now, Royce, let me ask you, when we started this show back on September the 9th, I mean, we had no idea uh, it would catch on this fast. I mean, what do you think about that? We've had, we we got up to 270 loyal listeners to the show. Um, I think that's something to be said. We definitely need to give our thanks to them. But did you think that when we started this show September 9th, it would actually even get this big? No, I had no idea. I wish that all 200 were, were calling uh, viewers, uh, listeners, but uh, I, I, that, that's pretty good. You know, we started this with the idea of just talking sports. We uh, talking about ourselves, and and the idea came that we do a radio show where the common man, ordinary man, can voice his opinion. Because it's so hard to get on some of these big top name shows, so we're here. So listeners, call in and voice your opinion. We're here for that. Good, good. And, of course, we got a lot of stuff to get to. As you know, on Tuesday's show, we do a full review of the weekend's events. We're going to get into a lot of NFL talk, college football talk, uh, Ryder Cup. The preseason has started this week for the NBA as well, with the Heat making their debut, so we'll definitely get into it, into it about that. For those of y'all that are tuning in right now and listening now, the Heat are actually up 99-86 over Detroit, and we'll get into a lot of details about that game. This is the first game where all three players, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James, all take the court in Heat uniforms together um, in front of the Heat crowd. So we definitely get into a lot of that. Uh, but we'll talk a lot about that. Baseball playoffs start tomorrow. Texas Rangers have their first. Yeah, have their first in the playoffs in 11 years. We get into that. Uh, but first, Royce, I have to start the show with some late breaking news. 
And when I got this news, I had to call you and let you know. So I'm, I'm at yeah. uh, my daughter's soccer practice today, and, of course, I got my phone with me. If you got a phone or any kind of smartphone, then you know you're always going to get messages, Twitter, Facebook. So I get a Twitter message from the NFL insiders. Comes to find out that there's actually talks going on right now between the Patriots and the Vikings for Randy Moss to get traded back to the Vikings. And this could happen pretty wow. soon. Uh, apparently the only holdup going on right now is the fact that Randy Moss has assigned an extension uh, with the Vikings. Wow. I mean, Royce, what are your initial thoughts on something like this? Wow, right back to the place where you started. Uh, and I knew it would happen. I didn't think it would come this quick. Uh, especially after the success they had last night, you know. But Randy was, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what was going on in the locker room or behind the scenes. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. But apparently something was going on to make this happen. You know, now I thought at least he'd go the whole season, you know, before that happened. But, oh, I must be something going on. I'm waiting to hear more details. And this report is actually coming from Fox Sports News. Uh, dot com, uh, who's reporting this story, but this story went viral. It's hit all the major Internet sites, Twitter, all kinds of stuff. I'm looking at our Twitter right now. If you guys are not following the show, you can follow the show at R Sports Radio on Twitter. And I'm looking at uh, NFL Insider right now saying they clearly will prefer a deal in the 9 to $10 million range, uh, but wow. they could end up dealing him without an extension. So apparently they want to get Moss out of here. And if you think about the game last night, which we'll get into a lot of that, Moss didn't even have a catch last night, Ross. And they put up 41 yeah. points. So maybe they knew that already going into the game last night. Well, I think last night proved that they can win without him. You know, and I, I, I think Belichick don't want any more any distraction, especially at the way they played last night, the defense. You know, you can't criticize their defense anymore because the defense stepped up. They scored a touchdown any kind of way you could score a touchdown last night. Kickoff, punt return, block punt, uh, pass and running. I mean, they was a complete team last night. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we don't know what was going on behind the scenes. We don't know how the meaning locker room was. I know in his interview, uh, he came out and blasted the organization. I think that put a blemish on his you know, reputation. So I don't know what was right. going on, but I didn't think it happened this quick. I just really didn't. Yeah, there's actually uh, Moss has actually not had, he's not had any contact at all with the Vikings himself. He doesn't have permission to even contact the Vikings as of right now. But they're reporting this deal could actually get done without any kind of contract being done. It really right. shows how how the Vikings Thank are you. in need of a wide receiver. They got no Sidney Rice. Percy right. Harvin has his migraine, so he could be day to day. Right, right. Um, and they could bring a guy like Moss in, could be instant offense uh, for Brett Favre, a guy he can actually throw the ball to and get the long ball to. And just imagine what Moss did when he went to uh, New England, how he re-energized that franchise and how he gave right. Brady a target to go to. I mean, this could really be huge for the Vikings. And what's even more importantly for me, this could happen right in time for when the Vikings play the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know how Randy Moss is a cowboy killer. Even when he was in Minnesota, he was a cowboy killer. I know. Uh, matter of fact, he made his reputation playing against the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, but uh, <clears throat> that's good for the Vikings. 
Best part needs to talk it easy. I mean, they're hurting right now. I, I, I can't see them doing anything about a down the field threat. So, yeah. uh, wow, that's gonna be, that's gonna really uh, change the dynamics of the both teams, I guess. Yeah. So we'll yeah, we'll see what happens here. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, actually, yeah. um, the Patriots uh, vice president of media relations, Stacey James, has just came out and said, uh, and this is her quote. Um, his quote, I'm sorry. I don't know if there have been any discussions, but I can confirm that we haven't traded Randy Moss. So they're playing it close to the vest right now, which is how the Patriots always do. Uh, but if y'all remember, Moss said back on September the 6th, and this was his quote, uh, when you have done so much and put so much work in it, it kind of feels like I'm not wanted. And he also went on to say, I'm taking that in stride and playing my final year out and whatever the future holds is what it holds. But it is kind of a bad feeling, a feeling not wanted, and it's not like yeah. my production has gone down. Those are his comments back on September the 6th, and I guess the uh, team took that to heart. Cause you know, it's the Patriots, how they run their machine over there. You don't hear the players speaking out about anything, whether it's contracts, oh, no. whether it's no. uh, just settlement with the team. I mean, if you think about it, um, Brady went the whole off season. Without getting the right. contract done, we didn't hear right. anything about that in the media. They did, yeah. It was all done behind the scenes, and uh, they took the time getting it done. But you know, you got to look at Randy Moss's age. You know, he's up there, and there are a he's lot of young guys. Yeah, yeah, a lot of young guys coming to the helm. Matter of fact, they got it. The guy to replace Welker uh, showed out last night too. I mean, they they do have a. Some, mm-hmm. some receivers, and they do have some threats. So, uh, uh, like I said, Belichick, he, 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 like I said, you never hear anything coming out, the players speaking out, but, you know, uh, against the New England Patriots. But, you know, Randy Moss uh, did. You know, like I said, we don't know what all went on or transpired. Apparently they thought that they could do it without him, and they let him go. You know? Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe messing up the chemistry of the team. You know, who knows? Yeah. We'll we'll keep following the story and keep updating you guys on this story as it's starting to break uh, wide open right now. So next time we come on Thursday, uh, Randy Moss will actually be a Viking again for the second time. And this is actually coming off the heels of they they try to they've been searching for a receiver for a while, Royce. They actually tried oh, to yeah. get a deal worked out with Vincent Jackson, uh, yeah, I remember the uh, receiver from the Chargers, but that didn't work out. And I think Randy Moss is. Really, their best option if they can get him. I don't see oh, you know, yeah. why they wouldn't go after a guy like Randy Moss. Yeah, I mean, who else is out there? That's it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wow, that's going to really change the dynamics of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, that's going to be, yeah, right. That's gonna so be that huge. may just change the Minnesota run. They expected to go uh, to the playoffs. That may just be the, just what they need to send them over the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow. agree. And uh, so when they play Dallas, they play Dallas uh, Week Six after the Tennessee wow. Titans game, so they could really be wow. Moss's first game with Favre, being in the system for a while, having to go to practice, catching some balls, getting some plays, so they could be really me. the game that they click. Me, yeah, I got Chris Johnson one week. And then Randy Monster next week. My goodness. Randy Monster next week. Wow. Yeah, but we wow. can do it. Gonna, we can do it. I'm optimistic. Your I'm very optimistic. <laughs> test your defense. See how good that really yeah. yeah, we're going to see. <laughs> and another big story that happened tonight is, uh, of course, the debut of the Heat 
the three uh the three Samantha Heat, the three, three amigos uh, our players, the three amigos. And um uh, right. actually it started out with a bang. They had a huge fanfare, they introduced all the the three amigos, uh which uh, they had a packed crowd tonight at the American Airlines Arena in Miami. And actually LeBron James was balling. I mean I, I you know how yeah, I like LeBron. Was, he was I don't think fire. he's the best, but he, he was, was on fire. fire tonight. He had twelve points in the first twelve minutes and he was either scoring or assisting on eight of Miami's first eleven field goals. And that's pretty impressive. He came out there and inserted himself tonight. With Dwayne Wade at the first most of the first quarter. He was on the bench. Mm-hmm. So wow, yeah, he did come out on fire. Yeah, I think, like you said, he's gonna remember all those things everybody said about him. He did say that, and uh, I think he's gonna come out and make a statement if that's what uh, to be expected from the Heat. Look out, look out, everybody else, especially your Lakers. Uh, for them to finish anything less than the playoffs would be a failure. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, he came out on fire, buddy. He did. Yeah, and uh, and actually you mentioned Wade not being on the floor for a lot of the game. Actually around the three-minute mark, uh, Wade actually limped out of the floor, headed back to the locker room, come to find out he's got a strained right hamstring, and uh, uh-huh. he was actually didn't never return for the rest of the night. So one of those hamstring things, it's not something you want to tweak, especially on the uh, on the first preseason game when you got some right. big season left. Uh, Chris Bosh, right. so the game is over now. Chris Bosh actually went for 20 points tonight, uh, so he was impressive. He had almost a double-double with eight rebounds, so he was impressive as well, too. Well, they're going to need Chris Box sticking around the basket, and I saw him uh, getting a lot of rebounds and, and uh, putting up a lot of missed shots uh, because they are going to come up against a lot of big men, and he is not the biggest guy on the floor. Mm-hmm. But... uh. If he plays his role, everybody plays his role, I can't see nobody stopping. I mean, they, yeah. they're just... Yeah, yeah I agree 100%. I think, I, I think he's going to lead the league in scoring this year, even though the way he played, you know, is on that team. But, I mean, if he came out like he did tonight, he's going to light up a whole lot of people. Yeah. And a couple of the quick NBA notes, too. A couple of other people start their preseason schedule. If you know the Lakers are overseas, uh, they had a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But Kobe played about six minutes. Of course, he's rehabbing the uh, knee surgery from the off season and didn't score any points. Uh, but, hey, it's just preseason, right? It's not it's not a game, so I, I can live with that. But he says he's probably at about 60% right now, uh, so he'll be right on track when it's time to really get the games and get everything rolling. Um, also, uh, Joe Kim Noah gets an extension. From the Bulls, exactly. a sixty million dollar extension, right. and I think this is coming on Five report. Years. Lord, I think this has all got to do, Royce, with um, Carlos Boozer breaking his hand, apparently yeah. tripping over some bags at home. So they really know they can't lose a guy like Joe Kim Noah. And the way he played last year, I mean, he kept him in the playoffs. He really came in his own last year. Mm-hmm. How did Tracy McGrady do tonight? McGrady did okay. Um, he really he got a chance to really test that. Knee out. Uh, he was actually guarding LeBron James for a lot of the night, so he had a chance to kind of stay in front of him. He couldn't really move 100% like I know he used to move, but, again, it looks it's promising for him to be out there this early in, in the season, but we'll just see how long that's going to last. Yeah, we'll yeah I had, a nice, had a nice interview with him, 
And uh, he actually said it was so frustrating for him to go through. You know, he would question and ask, why Why is this happening to me? So uh, I hope he does come back. You know, uh, we'll see uh, if anybody there. He could, you know, he, he just really, I just really tore him up not being able to play basketball because it's all he knows. So uh, the best, Tracy, I hope he does well. Uh, but like I said, uh, we, we see just how good his knees are and how long he can play. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yao Ming is uh, also somebody coming off surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see how he's going to be able to play this year. But it's a rough yeah. sport. I mean, it's, it's really an 80-some games. It's a lot of games, you know. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of wear and tear on the body. So we'll see. Yep. And uh, actually, uh, Joe Kidnoah's deal was for a five-year extension for $60 million. So he's happy. I know uh, he's buying lunch tomorrow for everybody. Uh, uh, wow. Especially $60 million. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers started off their season in the post-LeBron era uh, with the exhibition game at home against the Charlotte Bobcats. And it came out today, and I thought this was really interesting. You know, when they were looking for a coach after they let the uh, coach go from last year, uh, right. which they now have Byron right. Scott in the position, but they actually went out to Michigan State's Tom Izzo first, right. uh, even though the, since the owner was a alumni of Michigan State. But it comes out today, too, that they actually went after Larry Bird uh, before oh, they even went after Byron Scott. Yeah. Right. And I don't know. Right. I mean, I know Bird did some coaching in Indiana for a little while, but I don't know. Right. I think they made the right decision by going with Byron Scott over Larry Bird. What do you think? Yeah, Larry's been out, yeah, Larry's been out for a while. You can't stay out that long and come back and coach. I know that's hard. And uh, I don't think Larry wanted it because, <laughs> uh, you know, he would have took that job more than likely. I'm thinking, uh, actually, Brown was a very good coach. Now, why they let him go, uh, for what reason, I don't know. He turned, actually made that team into a contender. And uh, it wasn't his fault because they lost LeBron James. But uh, the guys knew him. They played, they, you know, everybody played their role. They played the system. You know what I mean? And just fate had it. They just couldn't win the big one. Right. And, uh, uh, organization job is to go out and get people to win to take you to the next level. I didn't see him doing that, you know. So yeah. I think yeah. he was a – yeah, we'll see how Byron Scott does. Mm-hmm. Well, the NBA season is starting to get underway. We're deep into uh, – well, actually in the four weeks of the NFL. We're five weeks into the college football season, which we'll definitely get into that. But one other big event happened over the weekend that only happens once every, I believe, two years. And that's with the Ryder Cup. And, Russ, I know you got to see a lot of the Ryder Cup, so I want to definitely get your opinion on what you saw out there. And if you guys don't know, this actually went into Monday because of the amount of weather and rain that they had over in Wales. It was played in Europe, so they felt like the Europeans had a big advantage on the courses over there. And it it looked really, really dark, really bleak on Sunday. We didn't know how the U.S. was going to win. It actually came down to one final match on Monday morning, right, Roy? Yes, it did, yeah. And I believe it hadn't started out so bad. I mean, the rain, was it was just a horrible first day. I mean, it was like, what, 27 hours to get the first? Right. And it it was horrible, yeah. I believe it hadn't started out so bad. You know, it did play an advantage of the Europeans, but I think if it hadn't started out so bad, they would have been in a better position come Sunday. And even though it did come down to that, I saw some good things. It was a great match, you know. Like I said, uh came down to the last match. 
of course, now you play golf, man, it just, it was just a chip shot. And you and I know sometimes a chip shot can go three feet, you know, and especially under those conditions, nerves come down to that shot, you know. I, so, I mean, they did play good. It was a good Ryder Cup. Uh, you know, the Europeans dominated most of the uh, championship and PGA tournaments anyway, so it was that time that when it said that their year, next year we'll probably get it back. But yeah. uh, Tiger played well, Phil played well. I was glad to see Tiger turn around. So yeah. it was a real McDowell, good time. It was really good. And Graham, and Graham McDowell actually made that 15-foot birdie on right, the 16th right. hole, and it put so much right. pressure on Hunter Mayhem, right. but he couldn't make that chip shot like you said. And I'm glad you brought up Tigers. We talked about this a lot on the past shows about how a lot of people thought Tiger didn't suppose wasn't shouldn't have been there. Uh, they didn't know how he was going to play. Uh, Rory McIlroy came out and talked trash about Tiger. From what you saw, I mean, Tiger held his own. He did. He did what he's supposed yeah. to do for the team. Tiger did exactly what he's supposed to do. He played just as good as anybody else there. He won his individual match. He uh, mm-hmm. stayed close. You know, and uh, uh, you know, I don't play well. But uh, it was uh, Europeans to win this year, you know, and, and like I said, it's hard to play over there. The conditions were bad, you know. They used to that, the wind, the greens, the mud, you know. Uh, Remind me of the links, you know, links courses. So uh, it was their advantage. But uh, Tiger really played. He really impressed me. I look for him going to this new season. I mean, the old Tiger, like we used to yeah. see. So we'll right. he got a lot. Of, you know, the voice is over with. He, you know, he's already there with the press. He's there with the crowd. Everybody seemed to accept him. So I look for Tiger to be back on top next year. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And then, uh, of course, uh, we want to remind all the listeners, of course, if you're listening live, you can definitely call in to the show. We'd love to hear you guys' opinion. The number, again, is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927. 2906. You can always reach the show uh, by email, rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, and our follow is rfsportsradio. And then also, we do have a website which you can get to from the Blog Talk Radio page, and the website is rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. So uh, we've covered just a few things in sports, some of the stuff that's happening. This big Randy Moss thing that's coming up, which we'll give you more information about that a little bit later. Now, let's go ahead, Royce. And we didn't get a chance last Tuesday to even review the NFL or really even to review the the college uh, game. So I want to make sure we get that in this time. I got a couple okay. of uh, emails about that, so we want to make sure we get into the college. And one game that I know everyone across the country watched, especially here in Dallas, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, and that was the Red River Classic with, um, Texas OU. going up against OU, and I told you OU was going to win this game. I think you went for Texas, didn't you? No, Rodney. Uh, I think you got that back. We might have to do a uh, go back to the show. I wish we could rewind and set up to what you said because I think I asked you who won last year. You told me Texas. Yeah. Right. And I right. said it goes back and forth. Right. So I said Oklahoma win this time. Okay, well, okay, okay, I can okay. say that. Uh, yeah, See that, and that's where you know it works. Well, when, like next year, Texas will win. It's always been mm-hmm. like that, so. 
Yeah. That's yeah. how I predict. I, th- I think I was right on that one. I think I was. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's go through a couple of scores. If you guys don't know, the score from the game was 28-20. to 20. I don't even think it was really that close. Uh, it stayed 28. Uh, Texas just scored 10 points in the in the fourth quarter to make it close. But, man, I tell you, uh, this Texas team, man, I don't know what to make about it. There's been a lot of talk now about the defense fell apart and uh, right. Will Muscan must go, and and he's probably going to end up going to Georgia either way it goes. But I'm telling you guys, when it comes, there's no other sport where this is more true than college sports, whether it's football or basketball. It does not. The coaching is one thing, the strategy is one thing, but in college football, the college sports, it comes down to the players, the team that has the best talent on the field, the best recruiting class, the best players. Like generally the ones that win the games. So all right. the people that are jumping on Mac Brown, jumping on Muscamp for the defense, you have to realize in college sports it comes down to the right. players. Those who have the best That's talent right. win the games. Am I right, Royce? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, right. And it uh the players play the game, coaches call it coach the game. But like I said, you have to execute. I didn't see that uh offense didn't play that well, defense Certainly didn't. So uh, I I know they're a better team than that. You know, Oklahoma is is, is really not a pushover. They rank two, and uh, I see Texas will get it back next week. I hope they do. At least I hope they do. Well, Texas got a really rough game next week. They go play Nebraska on the road, and they could right. actually lose three straight games real easily. I mean, oh, yeah. the Nebraska team is not no pushover team. They're gonna be looking for blood against Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the old rivalry, too, in the basket in Texas. They do go back. Mm-hmm. Right. So they so could easily go. to that game. Yeah, they could lose yeah. three straight real, real quick. A uh, couple yeah. of the college scores in the top 25. TCU keeps rolling. They beat Colorado State 27-0. They remain number five. Um, Ohio State uh, does get by Illinois 24-13, a team that I thought they would really beat. Uh, but prior helps have Ohio State pass the test from Illinois. And then you had number, and this game I had completely wrong. I'll admit this one. It's Alabama number one team against Florida. I picked Florida. I thought I felt good about that pick. I thought they would go into Alabama and sneak one past them. And it was, I was way out from the truth. Uh, Alabama beat Florida 31 to six, and Florida didn't even score a touchdown. Ross, what was I thinking picking Florida to beat Alabama? Well, what were you thinking about your picks all last week anyway? Uh, we're going to get into that. 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 Let's stick to this college right now. We're going to get into that. And then you had Boise State, the number three team, beats up on New Mexico State 59-0. to zero. And even though it's been an impressive win for Boise State, they actually did not um, – move up in the rankings. That was actually done by Oregon, which we'll get into that as well. Oh, that Oregon's tough team. The Ducks, I'm yeah. walking like a duck. I'm walking they like a duck moved, now. They actually took the spot from Boise State in that number three position in the rankings. So that's that's definitely huge right there. A couple of other uh, top 25 scores, Wisconsin uh, loses to Michigan State 34-24. to It's going to definitely help Michigan State out. They're now 5-0. and uh, then you had number 10, Auburn, beating up on Louisiana Monroe, 52-3. to 
a couple of the scores. You had the Stanford-Oregon game, which we talked about this because it seemed like to me uh, Stanford jumped out 21-3 to on Oregon in the first quarter. And next thing you know, the second half comes around, comes around and Oregon scores 28, 28 uh, uncontested points. I mean, the offense of Stanford just was shut down by the Oregon defense, and this was a huge offensive game that actually moved Oregon up into the top uh, to the top position to move Boise State down, even though Boise State won. And you saw some of that game, Roy. So the Oregon offense looks real, real powerful, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. When you talk about the athletes, uh, they do have some of the best athletes that I've seen in uh, college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And then you had number 16, Miami. They beat up on Clemson 30-21. Uh, I saw this game. Clemson's got some real, real good running backs. Uh, LSU and Tennessee, I don't know if y'all saw this game, <laughs> but it seemed like Tennessee won this game, and then they had two. Then they actually called a, um, a penalty. They they do a replay of the, uh, of the down. Tennessee brings out 13 players on the field instead of 11, and they had to re-kick the ball. They re-kick it, they kick the field goal, and LSU wins the game at home. Uh, so I don't know how to make of this one, but LSU wins 16-14. to 14. I know you guys have seen that replay on SportsCenter. Uh, Iowa beats up on Penn State. I thought Penn State would win this game. Iowa wins 24-3. to uh, Michigan, again, Robertson does it again, Royce. He had 494 yards uh, from scrimmage this game. This guy here is going to have the Heisman Trophy. I don't see anybody else getting it right now. And they went 42-35. to Nevada. Tell uh, baby Vic. Say that again? Tell my baby Vic. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. And Nevada moves into the top 25. They beat up on UNLV 44-26. North Carolina State beats Virginia, uh, loses to Virginia Tech, I'm sorry, 41-30. And those are just a couple of the college scores. But, you know, on this show we got to get to the NFL scores and some of the NFL stuff. So i got to bring in a good buddy of the show, uh, someone that does the picks with us all the time. Uh, and i got to go ahead and eat my crow and stick my foot in my mouth real quick. Uh, Rick, are you on the line? I'm on the line, bro. How y'all doing today? We're doing good, hey, Rick. What's hey, going Rick, on? I'm, I'm sick, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I, can hear it. I can hear it, man. You got a little cold or something? Yeah, the summer cold, man. But the Miami he gonna keep me warm though. <laughs> the Miami he gonna keep you warm, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, Rick, while you got you on the line, man, and we do got other callers, so I'm gonna make sure I bring everybody on. But Rick, while I got you on the line, man, I I had to give it up to you. You did win the picks this week. You did right win. You got? Do you want to give your acceptance speech? You want to thank the academy? Yeah, I'm oh, no, no, no. You know, it's it's going to be plenty more days like that. So, you know, I'm not really worried about it. You know, it's all good. We just out there, you know, throwing them picks down. And y'all listen to me sometime. Y'all listen to me. Well, you did call the Giants game correct. Uh, you called the Patriots game correct, too. So that brought you a record. Every, every, everybody and their mom and their grandma lost their coast game. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. I know we all lost the coast game. <laughs> But well, they brought yeah, their record up to uh, ten and brought your record from last week up to ten and four. Royce, your record ended up being nine and five. That's and bad. My record, unfortunately, 
end up being six and eight. I said six and eight. I could be a man. I could tell the world what my score was. It was six and eight, man. Say, man, how about them Rams, though? What is going on? I know. I know, man. I know, man. We're going to get into a whole full NFL review, man. But while I got you on the line, Rick, I know we. I did uh, send this to you earlier when I got the text message. What do you think about this whole thing with Vic possibly going over to the Vikings? Oh, uh, Randy Moss. I'm sorry, Randy Moss. I'm sorry. Going over to the Vikings. Hey, you know, as the world turns, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's always something. You know, but one thing these people need to know is Randy Moss is cold out there on that football field, man. That boy is nice, and um, he can't do nothing but help uh, Minnesota. Can't do nothing but help him. Actually, it's going to make it real easy for him. I mean, he's just one of those players. Just throw it up there. He'll go get it. It's nothing. Yeah. I think this is going to be huge, man, for a team like the Vikings that need that help at wide receiver. I think this is going to be really huge. Uh, we're going to break for a second because I got a uh, Colin Collins. Definitely, definitely yeah. going to uh, help out their running game, too, because they're going to have to That's move true. their safety backs a little bit. That's true. That's true. I'm going to bring a Collar on the line real quick. Um, and, Collar, you're live on the Irish Sports Radio Show. Well, this is uh, Chosen uh, Iceberg. Chosen, Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's, it's good to see the fam there. Uh, big, big ups, big ups to Roy Fisher, man. Hey, hey, we, 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 we hope you get better very, very soon. It's, it's oh, not okay. the same with that, that energy. You know, we just want you to know that that our, that our get well soon. Regards are with you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, 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 hey! We, we, I'm glad you appreciate so it. So, why don't you go ahead and weigh in on this uh, this Randy Moss deal, man? What you think about Randy Moss going over to the to the Minnesota Vikings, back with the team we started with? Well, I mean, you know, go home, retire a Viking. That's where you started. That's where you finished. You know, it, it could be the boost to actually help get you. Uh, a, a Super Bowl ring before it's all over with, and I mean, hey, look out NFC. Oh, yeah. So you think this is going to be the piece that puts them over the top in the NFC? I didn't say all that. I just said look out. You know, these these guys, uh, if if you rewind time and you go back to last year's NFC championship game and you add Randy Moss on their offense, do you still give the Saints the victory? That's a good question. That's a good question. Rick, what do you think? I mean, hey, that's that's just how I see it. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a power move. He he expressed earlier in the year that he was not going to stay with <laughs> with the organization, and so you knew that the move was imminent. And it only makes sense that he go back where he started from. So, so Ross, I mean, I so, so so Ross, Ross, do you think that um, if Randy Moss was on the Vikings when they played the Saints in the NFC Championship game? They still wouldn't have won that game. I don't know. It, it probably could have changed the game. Who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, anything could happen. That it just happened the way it happened. You know what I mean? The interception. Uh, it, it could have been. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it could have went either way. I'm not. I, you know, I can't say that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it would have made a difference. 
It made a real big difference. I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. If you put Randy Moss on that, that Vikings team, I mean, I mean, he's just one of those players. When the quarterback gets ready to hit that, that Madden panic button, just throw it up there to Randy Moss, man. I mean, he, man, that boy is nice out there on that field. He's got the height. The boy can jump. His hands is terrific. But let's I mean, think, let's look at let's fast forward to now. I mean, you got to think about the makeup of the team as they are right now. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't have Sidney Rice. Percy Harvin is day to day. I mean, so the offense needs some kind of jolt at the wide receiver position. I mean, you're always going to have AP back there running the ball. And I think you're right. It's right. going to open up a lot of holes for him. But, I mean, how's the makeup of this team going to look when they come into Dallas and they got Randy Moss on the offensive side of the ball? Well, I mean, you know, honestly. Oh, we go to Minnesota. You know, I'm sorry. Well, honestly, you gotta you gotta know. I mean, Dallas has always kind of had problems with Randy Moss, you know. So That'll that's be. not that's not just something that they actually want to see. Now, our our defense, I think, is a whole lot better now, you know, than it was the times they've been play, that they played against Randy Moss. But you know, I think the defense is better now, and, and it's in a game like that, it's going to be about getting to the quarterback and and uh, keeping that run game down. And I think Dallas can do that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that I think we can get to the quarterback most definitely. I mean, Brett Favre is not going to move around, and we all know that. So we can get to him. We can definitely control that offense. My key when we get to that game is going to be, of course, the running game with Adrian Peterson, preventing that fluke deep ball play to Randy Moss. That's gonna come up. Uh, you, gonna can, come you can expect favorite. one of those, maybe even two. It's gonna happen. Right, you're right about that. You're right about that. But while we're in the discussion, real quick, I have a question for all you guys, everybody on the panel. And me and Royce was talking about this the other day. But I want to get you guys' opinion on this real quick. Now, let's just say, let's put itself in the time machine real fast. Uh, Bill Parcells, that we know all the players that he's brought into the Cowboys. If Parcells was still the coach of this team. Right now, do you think that we will be three and zero or one and two right now? With the team that he has, put the team that he would have right now today, will be we'd be a better team, a real Super Bowl contender, or will we even have a Super Bowl even last year with the team that we had? If Parcells was still the coach of this team, I, I think if we had Parcells still as the coach of the organization we would be in the same position. I think nothing changes. The the, the the problem that the Cowboys have is the play calling, and, and that was the problem when Parcells was the coach. Now, um, the collection of players that we have now, I think we, we, we probably uh, would maybe have one or two key players different, but other than that, you, you still got the same team. I mean, this is still Parcells' team out there. Right, right. And that's why I bring that question up, because if you think about it, the players that Parcells brought in, they all here. Tony Romo, Miles Austin, yeah. Uh, yeah. Marcus Ware, uh, Marcus Spears, Marion Barber. Um, yeah. All these players, Jason Witten, all these players have basically been here and groomed under Parcells as a team. The only players I can really think of off the bat that might not have been here are Felix Jones, uh, maybe Martellus Bennett, 
maybe um, Roy Williams. He wouldn't be in a cowboy uniform. So, I mean, you, you no, guys just kind of want to make that trade. Exactly. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm posing well, I mean, the question. If Parcells was still coaching his team, running this team, when we had a Super Bowl ring already, we'll be a, a better team than we are right now. Well, you know, to answer your, your, your first question, if the options are whether they would be 3-0 and versus being 1-2, and I think they would be 3-0. and You know, for the simple fact that, you know, Parcells is that type of coach that's He's got that fear factor, and, you know, it's some coaches that – I mean, some players out there that will be able to tune him out, but most of the players on that team, you know, it's going to pretty much be um, scared of that man. You know, and they're going to go out there and they're going to try to play hard, fearing that they're going to get cut, you know, and I think the team is more likely to overachieve towards the beginning of the season. Now, they might let you down towards the end of the season, you know, when the players start figuring it out, man, he ain't going to do nothing or whatever the case is. But at the beginning of the season, you know, they would be 3-0. and I, mm. I, I think they'd be in the same predicament because I, I it comes down to play college. I think they've been chewed out, and I think that Jason Garrett, uh, uh, I don't think the coach had anything. I think Jason Garrett runs that team. He was the first hired. He well, makes more money than Wade Phillips. And I don't think Wade Phillips is overriding him on some of the decisions he makes on offense. Therefore, Sale wouldn't have stood for that. He would have told him to change that play out if he's not running that play. And I think that Jason Garrett is the problem. I don't think it's the coach. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Parcells, you know, would handle that whole situation. Chances are Parcells was here, he wouldn't even have Jason Garrett as the OC anyway. You know, I think if Parcells had this team, you know, they they would uh, be three and zero. You know, Parcells wouldn't have made you know you know some of those calls. But then it's about like you guys say the players. You know, but I do think the coach can bring something out of the players. Outside of that first game, even when you look at Jason Garrett, outside of that first game, you know, it it wasn't just a whole bunch of bad play calls and stuff out there. I mean, the players got to get out there and execute. And I think Parcells has that thing about him that could bring that extra, you know, out of those players. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep in mind. Let's, let's keep in mind that. Um, now Parcells was more of an offensive. He he was more of a head coach where he had a little bit to do with the defense, a little bit to do with the offense. He's right. not like Wade right. Phillips. concentrated primarily on the defense. Okay, so let me ask you guys this question: Say say Bill Parcells uh, ended up leaving the, the team as he did before, but what if we would have kept Sean Payton on the staff? Uh, now, I would be a better say, team if we kept Sean Payton oh, as offense coordinator or head coach. I'm going to say that we haven't had Parcella yet, Sean Payton. He didn't do anything. And like I said, it's the players. Uh, that might have been different. Sean Payton would have been a perfect coach. I don't know how y'all let him get away for the Cowboys. But y'all got who y'all have, and y'all going to be who y'all are. So <laughs> that's all I got to say about the Cowboys. Yeah, now, Rick, you a Cowboy fan, so I know you're a fan. Let me ask you about the Sean Payton question. Man, um, I think if Sean Payton was here, you know, the he with the weapons that the Cowboys have, he would he would love a situation like that. You know, I think both uh, uh, both coaches, and I'm speaking of Sean Payton and Jason Garrett, 
uh, being offensive coordinator types, you know, both of them are very aggressive out there, but I think Sean Payton is just a little bit more creative with his uh, situation, you know. And, I, I mean, I, Sean Payton would have had a field day here. We had a field day, and I definitely think the Cowboys would be 3-0 and if they had him here, but that's just pretty much on offense alone. And he's got a defense? Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let's, 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 let's just play, play best-case scenario. Parcel stays as the head coach. Sean Payton stays as the offensive coordinator, and you put them on the team that we had last year. Do we get to the Super Bowl last year? Do we beat Minnesota? Did we get to the Super Bowl last year with with that coaching staff? No, well, we I mean, don't. Yeah, no, we don't. And, and 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 I'll tell you why. The 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 problem, and and as I mentioned earlier, and as I as a wise man vouched for a few minutes later, it's the play calling. Okay, rewind time to the NFC Championship game. It's Bill Parcells against the young New Orleans. They beat us because of play calling. They embarrassed us, and Bill Parcells decided that it was time to go before his name and his coaching uh, image is tarnished anymore by the lack of the ability to truly control the team. When the tuner first came in, I knew he would have free reign until the the team came together. When Jimmy Johnson came in, you know, his first season he was 1-15, in 15, so, so Jerry gave him free reign. And as soon as we start winning, here comes the problems, and that's Jerry Jones' problem. And I said that earlier on, on, on other shows. I mean, I, I, I don't hate Jerry as a person. I don't hate the fact that he's assembled a team. But if you have a coach that has the ability to build a team, and he has the ability to win. Why do you interfere with that? And the only way I could think that somebody would interfere is because, you know, we have situations where we come out every down on the first down and we run the ball. We run the same four run plays all year. Nothing new. Nothing changes. Okay, but is that? But that's not. That's not a pro. The only thing I can see where you have a point by Jerry is the fact that he wasn't able to keep. Bill Parcells, Sean Payton, these guys here because of his – he wanted to con- control the team, feeling like he knows best, period. Ain't nobody else going to take credit for putting his team together but me. And I don't know if y'all noticed, but uh, Jerry was actually on the radio here in Dallas today and says that while they were in the uh, draft, getting ready to draft Felix Jones, it was a tug of war between him and Wade Phillips because Wade wanted Chris Johnson. And Jerry went out on that deal by drafting Philly Jones. We could have had Chris Johnson here last year with a 2,000-yard season. Wade wanted that guy to come in, and Jerry overruled him and got Chris Johnson. Yeah. I mean, got Philly Jones I here love, instead of Chris I Johnson. I love Jerry Jones. I love Jerry Jones, the owner. But I don't like Jerry Jones, the GM. I agree with y'all totally. I mean, the man owns the team, and he he does what he, he needs to do for the team. He gets that done. He'll pay the players if he if he needs to. Sometimes the situations are a little shaky, but he's a businessman. You know, he markets the team. He does all that well. You know, but when it comes to the stuff about him interfering with the team and all of that, you know, that I'm not a big fan of. I don't have a problem with you coming down to the sideline. You know, if you want to come down there and do that, you own a team. You can do what you want to do. You know, but 
get people in place that are real football people, know how to put a team together, know how to get the coaches in line, let the coaches do their thing. You know, that's what Jerry Jones needs to sit up in the box, have him a couple more cocktails or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and loose it up. I mean, and and, and 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 let me throw this in. We also could have had Randy Moss, right? Right. Who 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 begged to come here? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, with that being said, I mean that's the root of the problem. Now, if we want to point the fingers and say this and say that, then yes. But ultimately, at the end of the day, man, there, there's no reason why we shouldn't be three and zero right now. There's no reason. Yeah, and we'll get to a lot more Cowboys as we get ready for them to come out the bye week. Uh, but I would want to bring up to y'all, it comes out today, that yeah, our, our quarterback, Tony Romo, felt like he had to take a four-day vacation from football. I don't know who takes a four-day vacation after three weeks in the season, but he ain't been in Dallas in the last four days. Are we looking for another whole Cabo and come back distracted, or was he out Trying to bang Jessica Simpson. What was it? What, I mean, why you got to get away for four days? I don't understand that. <laughs> he he, he has the money. Somebody, please. He is the Ricky Williams of quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck at TMZ, man. I don't understand. Hey, I don't understand. understand. I... Go ahead, Carl. Go ahead, you guys. Go ahead, Chosen. Finish I, I... your point, man. I, I was just going to say this, you know, I have no no qualms with taking a vacation. Just win the game. I'm I'm going to ride and I'm going to roll with the Cowboys regardless. And, you know, one thing I can say for sure, if you disappoint Jerry Jones too much, no no contract is ironclad. <laughs> Especially in the NFL. That's true. Especially in the NFL. And I, I have absolutely no problem with him going out and doing whatever it is he's doing as long as he ain't getting himself into uh, any trouble. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. look at us. Look at us on our jobs. You know, sometimes we'll go to work for, for three weeks and just be like, man, you know, I need a vacation or something, you know. But when you go back to work, you got to go back to work. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how it comes out and how it looks when they go up against Tennessee, which is actually getting a reputation for one of the dirtiest teams in the league. Uh, actually, another team came out today talking about they had a bunch of cheap shots. The Broncos are saying that they played dirty. Uh, the defensive coordinator gets fined $40,000 for flipping the referees off the bird. And he was actually fined uh, last December $20,000 for claiming that one of the refs was betting on the game. So they're getting a reputation of being dirty. They're going to be out there trying to push, pull, poke, grab the Cowboys. We're going to see how this team really reacts. I guess a physical team, and all Jeff Fisher's teams are usually pretty damn physical, so we're going to see about that. But while I got y'all along, we're going to go through a little bit of NFL review real quick. The Falcons uh, beat the beat the uh, 49ers 16-14, and I know some of y'all guys uh, saw this game. Brian hits a late field goal to lift the Falcons uh, past the 49ers after Nate Clements gets the pick, runs it back, instead of taking a knee when they got the win, or run out of bounds, trying to make a play, trying to play John Madden, get stripped, and the Falcons kick a field goal to put the 49ers 0-4. Now, we all didn't think that 49ers would be 0-4. We thought they'd contend for the NFC West. I mean, what's wrong with this team? Can anybody pick out what's wrong with the 49ers? Mental mistake. 
that they remind me of they remind me of the Cardinals when they had Rex Grossman and and you know the the championship Bears that year, and they just made mental errors. That's, that's now, Royce, you saw this game that's too. What, I mean, Royce, you saw this game. Do you, do, can you blame the players? Can you blame Singletary? They did get rid of the offensive coordinator already. They put up 14 points in the first quarter, go up 14-0, and don't score a touchdown the rest of the game. So, I mean, just coaching, I, I, the players, I, I, what you I see? think they just don't have luck on their side. They, they've done everything they could to win, and luck just not on their side. Sometimes it just happened that way. You can play uh, your worst game and still win. You can play your best game and still win. I just think luck is not on their side. They they should have won a lot of games. Now, Rick, you think Singletary is a real coach? Can he get this team turned around at on four? Oh man, I I hope so, but man, I don't I don't know, man. The team is, look like it's in it's in shambles. I mean, I I agree with Royce, man. There's a lot of Bad luck, it seems like, you know, with that team, you know, but outside of that luck situation on the field, you know, um, it, it there's something wrong, man. It's, it really is. I hope he can get it together. I would think that he's the type of disciplinarian coach that could, you know, corral a team, you know, get them to go out there and be aggressive and do the things that they're supposed to do. But it's something something missing. I, I really couldn't put my uh, hands on it. You know, they have, you know, they have solid players. I can't say that they have real good players or, you know, right. nice players outside of right. a few of them. You know, but you know they they it's something <laughs> something missing. You know what though, and they spent a lot of money on the offensive side of the ball, from Alex Smith getting a huge deal, being the first round pick, Michael Crabtree after he held out for half of the season uh, last year, to Vernon Davis getting a, a big contract this year, Frank Gore's getting some good money. They've got offensive linemen they drafted getting good money. So I don't know what's going on with this team offensively. I mean, you got Patrick Willis, a pro bowler, on the defense side of the ball, but he can't do everything by himself. So I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't and know Nate, if it's Nate Clemens. Nate Clemens is a Nate really Clemens, good, right. good player, man. I mean, I can't. He's he's a veteran player too. You know, I agree with Joe. He, he's not supposed to 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 make. That's not supposed to happen, man. He's supposed to lay no. down. You remember that time? Remember that time, Michael Westbrook. Uh, uh, Brian Westbrook, exactly. down to the one. And he, he could have scored, you know, but he ran down and he just, like, down the ball on the one-yard line. I mean, those are smart plays. That's the kind of stuff that that boy should have did out there. Yeah, I've got to give Nate Clemens the Come On Man Award for the week because some of your football minds should have told you, hey, man, just take a knee. We up. We ain't <laughs> won a game all season. All we got to do is run the clock down and win this game. Some should have told me to take a knee. I'm really? sorry. Some you got to show out, me. lay down in the ground, and uh, do angels. That's what I'm saying. Right, Dang. right. And the Jets continue to roll. They beat up on the Bills, 38 to 14. I don't know if y'all saw in these highlights, but it looks like LT was drinking from the Fountain of Youth. He goes from 19 carries, 133 yards, and two TDs, looking like the LT of old. I don't know what the Chargers were thinking. Ryan Matthews is hurt. He ain't playing. I mean, you think the Chargers are kicking themselves in the in the ass right now for the giving up LT? I definitely. Uh, the, the thing about it is, is 
is LT left San Diego because there was nothing there. I think I think the Chargers have the same problem that the Cowboys have. You have a hierarchy that has a mass great talent, and yet you produce no results. I mean, the the, the San Diego has no excuse for not winning a championship uh, in the past, you know, six seven years. They, they have no excuse. I agree. And you bring back in another great. Outstanding quarterback. Now, I didn't expect him to perform that well following behind Drew's shoes, but as you can see that he did, and nothing nothing happens from him. I mean, and, and, and you can't say that it's because of the running game or it's because of the defense or it's because of the, 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 the passing. It's just bad coaching and management all the way around the board. You know, you know, Aaron Rodgers, why we – and once in a while we get a team like the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, <laughs> back in the day, was one of the greatest teams that played, but they couldn't win a big game. You know, it came down and they were the division champs. And that's what San Diego is. And they were right, like that's, that's, that's what San Francisco's going through. That's because they were playing against that powerhouse. Like that. You, was, you, you was on the team, <laughs> man. That's because they were going against that powerhouse, man. <laughs> Buffalo yeah, wasn't ready. Cowboys. But you know what though I can't. You know what that you bring up a good point. You you have to know that a, a franchise like San Diego doesn't make good decisions. I mean, hell, they got rid of Drew Brees, and now they get rid of LT. So you can't give them any credit for any kind of decisions they they made. They got Sean Marion, a Pro Bowl guy. They can't get him on the field. Uh, stay out of Tila Tila Tequila's home. So you already know they made poor personnel decisions over there. Um, he had the Bengals, and I they think got we, rid of Jamal Williams too. Right, right, exactly. And they only have Vincent Jackson on the field. They ain't even talked to Vincent Jackson, so they do make bad personnel decisions over there. Now, one game that we all lost from the picks, and I know none of us saw this coming, but the Browns get a field goal to stun the Bengals, twenty-three to twenty. After my dog T.O. goes for ten catches, two hundred twenty-two yards, one TD. Costa Palmer passes for 371 yards. I mean, how did they lose this game against the Browns? We know a couple of weeks ago. Enter your passcode, then press. Okay, well, we had a little difficulty. Toes, I know you're still on the line, right? Yes, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Yeah, I can hear you. I got you in right now. Okay. And Royce, you were making a point about the uh, about the Bengals and the Browns. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I Cleveland almost. You know, they were my upset pick. Uh, I watched them play. They do have some t- young talent on that team, and I, 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 you know, nobody's gonna win every game. Nobody's gonna lose every game. I predicted them to win last week. I was just a week behind. But uh, Cleveland's gonna be a sleeper. I get them two yeah, years, two years from having a great team. They've been building this team for a couple of years. They, they do they, this is the first they fly uh, under the radar, but they got some good talent up there. And this is the first season for Mike Holmgren to be GM of that team. We did keep Mangini on, which I think he'll bring in a brand new coach next season. Either way it goes, but he did keep Mangini on for this season. And this guy they found, Peyton Hills, a fullback yeah. converted to tailback. It's his right. second 100-yard game, 
second game with a TD. So if you guys are playing fantasy football, this needs to be the guy you pick up. He's he's consistent, 200-yard games. I think you guys need to go with that. And I've got Terrell Owens on my fantasy team and didn't even start him this week. He gets 200-something yards this week, passes uh, Jerry Rice, and I don't even start the damn man. So my fault on that one, but I had a lot of faults this week, though. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you, you, you never bet money on Terrell Owens. Again, a guy that you know is a proven loser when it comes to the big game. And I mean, I know those are harsh statements for all the T.O. fans out there. But I mean, let's face it. Part of the reason why the Cowboys lost the big games is because he dropped big passes. Yeah, he did drop some balls. He led the league and dropped balls that year. Also, with his track on that. So don't beat yourself up too much. <laughs> yeah, he's more hype. He's more hyped than anything right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he'll never give me a performance like that on my fantasy team the rest of the season, and I might miss that one opportunity for T.O. to come through for me. That's what I'm mad about. And then you had the uh, Green Bay Packers. They beat the Lions barely, 28 to 26. The Lions tried to come on strong in the fourth quarter, just couldn't get over the hump. And uh, Charles Woodson does it again. Scores on interception to give the Packers a lead. Uh, this guy, Woodson, is a de- defensive MVP from last year. Uh, still doing this again this year. And, of course, they, we don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Lions week to week. Sean Hill was in there. He did go for 331 yards, but was only 34 for 54 passing. And Aaron Rodgers went for 181 yards and uh, three TDs. So he had a big game there as well, too. Uh, this Lions team is on 4-2. Now, who's the better on 4 team chosen? Is it, is it the Lions or the 49ers? Uh, I still say the 49ers. The, the Lions, the Lions, if you ask me, are, are, are still uh, going through the curse of letting go of the greatest running back of all times. But I just don't see the, a true chemistry with the Lions. The, uh, uh, all the 49ers have to do, is begin to focus, and 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 if you ask me, they're capable of doing what Tom Brady and the crew did: come from zero and five to win it all. Right, right. That's possible. You're right about that. We'll definitely. You know, and the Lions will always be the Lions until they move to another city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. And the curse of Barry is real. Believe that it is real. You never get rid of Barry Sanders and shut him out the locker room. Never do that. Uh, another game I lost in my picks, which I lost so many, was the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. The Broncos beat the Titans 26-20. to Royce, I know you was loving this game. Kyle Orton comes through for you again. Gets 30, 341 yards passing, leading the league in passing right now. Two TDs. He even rushed for 11 yards. Uh, so I know you like the way Kyle Orton is playing for the Denver Broncos. I know. Who would ever thunk it? I, 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 my hat's off to the head coach. Uh, you know, I'm an old Broncos fan. I, I still wear orange crush when they play, you know, from the 70s. But uh, Denver's my team, and they always will be my team. And, you know, Denver shows up every week to play. So uh, I look out for all you New England fans and all you other fans. The Broncos are on the move. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. The Broncos are now 2-2. Two and two. Uh, so we'll see what happens with them. The division is still wide open, so we'll see how that goes. This game I missed also. I should have went with the Rams. I picked them last week to win, 
and they won as my upset pick. They come out, put up 20 points, and basically blank the Seahawks. Seahawks get a field goal in the second quarter, but that's basically it. And Sam Bradford, those was two TDs. And Chosen, I don't know if you saw this game at all, but what do you think about a rookie coming in, going for 289 yards, two TDs, finally gets the Rams to two back-to-back wins and gets them a 500 record, which they haven't had a 500 record in, in years. I mean, you think it's, you think the rookie is really the truth for the Rams? I have to say, yeah, he's a real deal. Yeah, I agree. Chosen, well, what do you think about the quarterback for the Rams? Well, I I tell you what, you know, you can't put the put the mule before the horse, man. Put the mule before the cart, shall I cart, shall I say? Time will tell. It's still early in the season, you know. Uh, I think everything starts after Thanksgiving, and uh, that's when the shoulder pads truly get dropped. Teams that have been plagued with injuries or that got off to a rough start know that they don't have any time to BS. And uh, we'll see what happens when the division rivalries pop off. Yeah. Yeah, you know, remember a couple of years ago we had all these rookies come in, Blacko and Matt Ryan. You know, they did very well their first year. You know, they could have had that first year. Uh, Jinx, you know what I mean, freshman. Uh, it's yet to be determined. You know, sophomore year is always the hardest. So it could mm-hmm. be just that, you know, uh, freshman Jinx. Yep, and then, of course, speaking of another rookie quarterback, Jimmy Clausen, quarterbacks of Panthers in the Superdome in New Orleans Saints. The Saints get by 16-14. And talk about a, a, a midweek move paying off dividends. Carney, 46 years old, kicks three field goals to help the Saints win when they only had one offensive touchdown. And the offense still continues to struggle. We talked about the injury to Reggie Bush and what they would do for the offense. Looks like it has played a huge, huge factor in the offense. Uh, Breeze and Wells was 275 yards. Jimmy Clausen does have 146 yards. But this Panthers team just can't get off the off the slide. They're 0-4 now as well. I think they've lost uh, Steve Smith and listened to after the bye week. So I don't know what's going to happen with this Panthers team. But what what about this Saints team? They were putting up 40, 38, 35 points, blowing out teams. Especially at home in the Superdome, they already lost the game to the Falcons last week, and now they get the, the Panthers in town and barely beat the Panthers 16 to 14 based on a field goal. I mean, Chosen, I know you're kind of close to this team, being from Louisiana. I mean, what's wrong with the Saints? Why they're not putting up these big numbers like they always do? Well, first of all, I resent that. I was born in Louisiana, but I got the cases as fast as I could. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing about the Saints. You have this Cinderella team. You know, for the past, what, three, four years, everybody has been expecting the Saints to do big. And, and they now they've become marked targets. Okay, yeah. you only have one chance to be a surprise, as, as, as we've learned uh, uh, from the movie The Devil's Advocate. But I, I, I think, you know, when you're considering the Saints, I, Drew Brees is not – you know, the best quarterback in the league, if you ask me. I definitely think he's talented and he can get the job done for you. I've never been sold on Reggie Bush. Um, I, I Mentally, I don't think he's there. Um, and then, you know, his speed is going to constantly, you know, 
uh, shall I say, degress, if that's a word, <laughs> as, as he continues to make contact with those linebackers out there. You know, yeah. so I'm not surprised he's on the sideline. And, again, we got a whole season to go with him. You know, everybody, they, you know, when you win the Super Bowl, they give you the hardest possible schedule they can give you the next go-around. That's right. So yeah. we'll just see, you know. It, it, Super Bowl champions one year, one thing. But do I see dynasty in them? I can't say that right now. Now, they are winning, and and uh, That's all that matters. I just say we'll see what the, what, the, uh, what the NFC has to say about them, you know, after That's Thanksgiving. Now, Royce, I know how you feel about the Saints. You think this team can actually repeat, but I told you the hardest thing for any team to do is repeat their first Well, time you know, they, 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 they missed Bush because Bush was Drew Brees' dump-off. Whenever anybody was coming downfield, he could drop it off to Drew Brees, to, to, to his running back. He, he don't have that option now. They, they're struggling to win, but it's a win, a win. I still think they have a lot of weapons. I think Sean Payton's going to come out with a, a, a find a way to win some kind of way. You know, and don't count them out. Like I said, they're still champions to somebody else beat them. Yeah, and don't, and don't get me wrong, they are winning. I mean, they are 3-1. Uh, they lost to to the Falcons barely. So, I mean, yes. they, they are and, and winning. And you know how they lost that game, don't you? They missed the field yeah. goal. Right, <laughs> right. They missed the field goal. You're right. You're right. So, you're right about that. I mean, they are barely. The game they did lose, they did barely lose, but... How about this guy, Corny, 46 years old, comes in this week and, and then wins the game for him, kicking three good field goals. I mean, right. that, was a, that was a big move. I don't know why Jerry ain't made that move yet. Yeah, y'all need a kicker. There's a lot of kickers out there. I'm you go to Australia and get one. Yeah, no. You go to Australia and get one. <laughs> and then you had the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if you guys saw this game, but they squeaked by the Steelers. This was a real, real defensive game, uh, but Joe Flacco comes through. He throws a game-winning touchdown to Hushmanzada, uh with about 40 seconds left on the clock. So that was huge for them to get that late drive in there. Uh, I mean, I, I thought the Ravens would win this game. I know the Steelers uh, don't have been Roethlisberger, but I think it's impressive for them to go at least 3-1, and one, and they get Roethlisberger's back for, uh, for the next game, so Ben will be back for the next game. And so I don't know what to make of this game. I know the Ravens won a tough game. But I think the Steelers playing this hard without their quarterback is is huge to go 3-1 and one and get uh, get Ben back for next game. Well, definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, a team like Baltimore, you, you just have to think defense. And, you know, defense wins ball games with the addition of, of how well you fight in the trenches. And I don't think, you know, all the way around the board that there's a team that just overall does that better than Baltimore. Every year you expect something from them, and that's with or without an offense because of the defense. And, you know, when you talk about a team like the, like the Steelers, as much as I hate to give them credit, they do play excellent defense every year. You know, I was a little concerned about them, uh, you know, after Bill Cowell leaving, but um, – I think the coach now does a fantastic job with what he has. No, yeah. Let's not forget about that Baltimore team from 2000 that basically won a Super Bowl based off of defense with a bus driver like um, uh, Trent Dilfer. Wasn't Trent Dilfer the quarterback then? No, he was the quarterback of uh, Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. But they win that, uh, they win that Super Bowl. 
with a bus driver for a quarterback, and the defense basically went to the Super Bowl by themselves. So it can happen. We all know it can happen. Uh, then you had the Texans and the Raiders. I picked the Raiders in this game. I thought they would surprise the Texans. Didn't work out. The Texans actually put up 31 points to beat the Raiders, 31 to 24. Matt Shaw goes for 192 yards. His new kid, Aaron Foster, does it again, over 100 yards rushing, 131 yards rushing. This guy's here turning into a star of the night. Uh, but Gratkowski does a lot better than Jason Campbell. Those were two touchdowns. But, again, this Raiders team is still the Raiders, and they're 1-3, and the Texans are 3-1, and one, and leading that division, by the way. So they're finally getting everything on board. The Colts and the Jaguars, I think everybody in America picked this game wrong because the Jaguars end up beating the Colts. Now, Peyton Manning does get a game-winning drive or a game-time drive at the end. Gerard gets the game back, hits a 50, gets the uh, Jaguars in position. They hit a 59-yard field goal on the last play to beat the Colts. That's a long field goal. But Manning still puts up 352 yards passing. And his Colts team is riding at the bottom of a division at 2-2. Two and two. They Both games they've lost have been against divisional opponents, the Texans and the Jaguars. So they're at the bottom of the rankings. I mean, have you guys ever known the Colts to be 2-2, two and two, let alone at the bottom of their division? Uh, well, I, 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 can't, I can't say that, but what I can say about the Colts are, are the Colts are just nothing but, you know, if you ask me, high-powered offense. And, I mean, you know, on any given Sunday, a defense can step up and decide that they're not having it, fight hard in the trenches, make the plays, and not fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You know, I think Peyton Manning, the way he runs his offense is not a surprise anymore. It's not a secret. And, I mean, you know, I've always said that he's susceptible to the 3-4 um, at the end of the day. So, you know, I, I got the pick wrong, I got to say. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's not like I expected Jacksonville to do anything, but right. I mean, you know, we're talking about you know um, uh, uh, just a regular NFL season game, man. It was it, a lot of teams lost. I think this week they should not have lost. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree too. Okay. Now, Russ, let me ask you because both of these losses were to divisional opponents, and these are teams that they play twice a year, every year. Do you think that they finally figured out we can finally take down the the uh, Goliath in our division? We can finally beat Peyton Manning. Do you think these teams have finally figured him out? Well, they're just like uh, New England, a uh, high-powered offense. Sometimes they win, sometimes it doesn't win. Sometimes you win on the you know quarterback can't can't throw a hail mary every every game, you know, and they still a coach, you know, and. Uh, they they're really not the same team they were last year. Mm-hmm. It's a different team. Some of the same players, but it's, it's a different team. But well, we're uh, not used to this I, team losing until week ten, week eleven. Well, you know, any given day, anybody can beat anybody. It's just the NFL on any given day. Yeah, you're right it's about just that. One day, day. Mm-hmm. right? Now games that the I know was always been a, 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 a physical team, you know. Right, right. They always play the coast real tough, too. It's a divisional opponent, too. So I always right. play the coast real tough. Now, a game that I know me and you both watched, and I know the world was watching, was McNabb's uh, return back to Philly. Um, and if you guys didn't see it or, or, or saw any of the footage, he 
he does get a, a big cheer from the crowd when he does get introduced. Uh, I wouldn't call it a standing ovation, as some of the reports have been saying. But they do cheer for him and give some respect. But as soon as he took that field for that first play on offense, you heard the boos. You heard all the boos from the crowd. Because at the end of the day, it's still the Eagles against the Redskins. And they're going to ride with the Eagles either way it go, no matter if it's McNabb or whoever quarterback for the Redskins. And we saw that come out when they had their first possession of the game. Well, the biggest story was happening in the first quarter. We thought we were going to see this big quarterback duel between McNabb and Vic, and Vic goes, Vic goes down after getting a run down to the one-yard line, gets crunched, ends up with a rib cartilage injury is what they're calling it right now. I think it's more of a fractured rib myself. But And then Kevin Cobbs come, comes back in, and he started the season as a starting quarterback. He went into the offseason as a starting quarterback. They traded McNabb to make him to be the starter. And here he comes, and as a backup for Vic, back into the starting position, uh, he had three quarters to get everything done, but could not overcome that 14-0 lead by the Redskins, although the Redskins were shut down the second half of the game. Uh, now, let me ask you guys, they did lose the game 17-12. to What happens to the Eagles now that Kevin Cobb is back in quarterback? Or do you think they'll rush Michael Vick back to, to the aid of the Eagles? Royce, you think they're going to bring Vic back quick or let him get rested, let him sit there for a little while? Best thing to do is let him get healthy. Uh, I, you know, if they can go 50-50 while he's out, that, that'll help. But, uh, yeah, that hurt the Philadelphia Eagles. They really did. And uh, it gave Kevin Cobb another 10 to prove that he is the quarterback. So we'll see. And, Rick, what, I mean, uh, Chosen, what do you think about that, man? Well, I'll, I'll say this. As a Cowboy fan, it's music to my ears. You know, I, I, I definitely did not want to have to, uh, you know, see Mike Vick with the team again. Um, I hope he gets better. It's nice. It's good for the game that you see good competitors in there. But ultimately, it, you know, go Cowboys. <laughs> it is good for the Cowboys. I would say that. I, I understand that I'd much rather play Kevin Cobb than, than Michael Vick. And even a, a hurt Michael Vick is worse than having Kevin Cobb out there. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that one. But do you think that you think the Redskins are really this good? I mean, they're two and two. The Eagles are two and two. The Cowboys are one and three. So at the bottom of the division, I don't think the Redskins are a good team by far. Not even well, better than the Eagles. I, you know, I, the Redskins myself personally are, are hanging on the whims that Donovan McNabb is going to finish the season. I just don't see that happening. I don't. I don't. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be payback time again the next time that the Eagles face uh, Donovan. And being that he won the first time, I don't think that the coaches in the locker room are going to stand for that with the players. I don't think the fans are going to stand for that. And, and I mean, you, you know, you got to see the Cowboys again. And, and you definitely have to see the Giants. And I think everybody knows how to play Donovan. I think everybody knows where to tackle Donovan. And, you know, you give him till about week nine, and, and he will be out for the rest of the year. That's my prediction. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely see about that. Now, McNabb is prone to injury. We all know that for sure. Uh, one game that was a blowout was the Chargers and the Cardinals. Chargers put up 41 points, beat up on the Cardinals 
41 to 10. And although the Cardinals are in so much disarray uh, as a team, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Uh, but they do. They are two and two. Uh, so they have won a couple of games. The, the Chargers are two and two as well. And uh, I don't know what to make with either team. To be honest with you, I know that uh, Gates had a big day, 144 yards and two TDs. Phillip Rivers threw for 241 yards. But I think we all knew the Chargers were going to beat up on the Cardinals. So I don't think that's no surprise to anybody. But it is surprising that both teams are two and two, and as bad as the Cardinals seem to be. They're still winning some games, so so they're hanging in there until they get this quarterback situation all fixed. Uh, the Sunday night game was, of course, the Giants and the Bears. I did pick the Bears to win. I thought for sure that I was believing into the hype. I thought they'd be 4-0. and And the Giants come in. They finally get everything kind of on track. They sacked Jay Cutler nine times in the first half, and he didn't even come back in the second half. Uh, so it was a concussion. I don't know who they brought in the second half, but they only the offense only puts together a field goal uh, in the fourth quarter. So, um, do you think this team is 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 down? Do you think Jake Cutler comes back? Or do you think this whole Bears thing going three and zero is a fluke? Chosen, what you think? Well, real briefly, I'll say this about about the Giants. The Giants are, I think, one of the, if not the most physical football team in the NFL. They've always been that way, and and defensively, their players play with intensity. I don't know, maybe it's the city, maybe it's something in the water, but I'm not surprised. Uh, this week was a week that the great teams did not perform the way that they were supposed to. Um, call it luck, call it karma, call it something in the water, you name it. But ultimately, I think the Bears are going to be okay. They definitely started out to a good jump in the season. And, you know, if not for the, the reason of the new concussion rule, I definitely think the quarterback possibly, you know what I'm saying, would have returned this upcoming game. But we'll just see, man. I, I wouldn't count the Bears out. The defense is too strong. And you notice yeah. that he basically played the whole first half, and we don't know when he suffered that concussion. It could have been way earlier in the game, but you're right with the new concussion rules and stuff that's going on. Of course, they have to be a little bit more careful about how they do, especially the quarterback position. Uh, so I definitely understand you saying on that. I think Cutler does come back. I think they keep the ball rolling. One thing I did notice about Cutler is that he's holding the ball entirely too long. And in that offense, you got to kind of be quick and kind of get rid of the ball, especially if they're coming after you. And I think he's waiting for those plays to develop downfield. He needs to take the dump off, get the seven yards, eight-yard passes, and then pick his shots down the field. But we all know Mike Marsh is the architect of the greatest show on turf, and he's going to try to air it out every time. So I understand, I understand what's going on. Well, when you yeah. analyze the run, when you analyze the run game of the Bears, you know what I'm saying. What do you think about how they performed uh, on on the ground? Well, they, the thing about the Bears, they've always been a smash mouth team because they made this, they prided themselves on the defensive side of the ball. And if they have a good defense, you need to have a running game that keeps the defense off the field. And they haven't been running the, running the ball enough. They haven't been running the ball effectively. And we know the offensive line needs help. I mean, they, they, they allowed nine sacks. And some of these sacks weren't blitzes. They were just a four-man rush uh, because, as you know, the Giants have some of the best front four rushers in the NFL. And this, this, 
this whole offensive line needs some work because they're not running the ball. The Matt Forte only had 26 yards rushing, and you can't win like that, especially with a team that that has such a good defense. But you got to keep the defense off the field. You can't have them play the whole game. So I think that, that they need point. to get back to the run definitely. Well, well you know, uh, I, I think Ooh. the offensive line failed them uh, this week. I think the Bears kind of got, you know, on a winning streak. They got a little high. Sometimes take a good butt whooping to bring you down to earth and show your weakness. The line, the line really gave up on them. But, you know, Jay Cutler, that's what you get. You get the good and the bad and ugly. So uh, I, I look forward to loving to turn them around, get them back on track. But, you know, sometimes you need a good butt whooping to, to make you bring you down or not. You know what I mean? And yeah. They might have been looking ahead to the game before, looking ahead down the line. You know, you can't do that. Get right. take each game every week, so uh, I, I look for them to bounce back. Yeah, I think but, they'll you know, bounce they, back. I think they got a good team, but the Giants. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are the scariest team in the NFC East to me because they are physical, like you said, chosen. And of course, you got Eli Manning, who has a Super Bowl ring, no matter how he got it, but he does have a Super Bowl ring. And I think they are the scariest team in the NFC East to me. Oh yeah, the Giants can beat anybody. You know, they they can beat any team in the NF, NFC easy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're capable of doing it. They do have the team to do that. Yeah. And another game really? that happened uh, Monday night, uh, the Patriots and the Dolphins. And, and, Royce, we watched this game. The Patriots scored a touchdown every way you could think of. They ran for a touchdown, passed for a touchdown, uh, special teams scored a touchdown, fumble recovery for a touchdown, Blocked a field goal for a touchdown. Uh, so they set a record by being the first team to score so many ways. It was actually the Dolphins were leading this game going into halftime 7-6. And I don't know what happened at halftime. They came out rejuvenated. Tom Brady gave him a pep talk. Belichick uh, threatened them. I don't know what happened. But they come out in the second half and put up 35 points uh, to beat the team 41-14. to uh, Chosen, did you see this game? Did you see what the Patriots actually did to the, to the Dolphins? I, actually, I did not see the game, but, you know, I've definitely heard and, and did my share fair checking of what, going, of, of what went on. I mean, when you talk about a team like the Dolphins, you talk about a team that's still trying to find an identity. I mean, Lord knows, you know, what Ricky Williams did to that team was was definitely a tough thing to recover from. And, you know, you're talking about a team that, that is still trying to win a Super Bowl. I, I, I just don't see the Dolphins personally as the team that is capable of beating the Patriots coming off of a loss. Now, you can get Belichick, but two straight losses for Belichick is not the type of coach that he is. And I right. think he always gets his team to strive and make improvement. And one of the things you discuss in practice, is at how the purpose of every play is to score a touchdown. So, I mean, you're talking about a team that went 16-0. They won three Super Bowls in four years, and you've got one of the arguably the greatest quarterback of all times playing for them. And, I mean, I'm not surprised. I I would expect, you know, this from a Patriots team. Yeah. And, actually, um, uh, this makes uh, Tom Brady and Belichick's 100th career win together. Uh, they actually make it third on the all-time list. The only two combinations before ahead of them are Chuck Noll and Terry Bradshaw, 
and Don Shula and Dan Marino. Now, there are some other people that are close, but they won't catch them, and that's, of course, Tony Dungy and uh, Peyton Manning, which that won't happen. And then, of course, you also have uh, McNabb and Andy Reid are in the 90s as well, too, but they won't catch, of course, uh, whatever numbers that Brady and Belichick keep putting up. Royce, you saw this game, too. How did you see it? you think the Patriots are uh, back, back on their horse again? Monday was a perfect example of how you go in at halftime and come out with a different game plan, adjust your offense to pick on somebody on the defense or to expose the defensive weakness on both ends, on the defense and offensive side. I, I got to get that win to Belichick. I got to give it to the players to play because whatever adjustment they made at halftime, which I don't see on the Cowboys, and that's one thing you're missing with the Cowboys, going in and exploring the weakness of, of, a, of defense or the offense. But to me, Belichick called a hell of a game. I saw a perfectly played game. They played it, but uh, if Miami was really embarrassed, I expected a better, tighter game than that. But uh, I got to give the coaches. I got to give the coaches. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. And they did that. They did that. 41 points is nothing to laugh at, especially when they scored as many ways as they did. So hats off to Belichick. I know I know Chris is listening. I would give the Patriots some props this week. i give Tom Brady some props this week. I, I'm still, you know, I have my biases and everything, but I can't, you know, hide the truth. They are a great team. And uh, for what Belichick and Brady have been able to do, a hundred career wins um, um, is it, pretty good. So, but first they got rid of their distraction, Randy Moss. Yeah, which they, they which they're working now. on now. <laughs> yeah, right. you're right, which they're working on now. So, a hundred career touchdowns. I'm sorry, uh, not wins. So, now one thing uh, we do need to touch on, and hopefully I told you can stay on real quick. And while I got you on before before we get into the next topic, real quick. We do want to remind everyone that you can reach uh, the show online at our new website, and that is rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. And also on Twitter, you can follow us at rfsportsradio on Twitter. Um, and the call-in number, you guys can still call in and voice your opinions on the Randy Moss trade, on the NFL, uh, any of the other stories that we might have touched on. And that call-in number is 323 323- Nine two seven two nine zero six. If you are listening uh, live, or if not, you can definitely call in on Thursday's show. And I, I'm glad chosen is on the on the line because recently we did a project together. Now you have a website, and I actually went on there and set up a page on the website so you guys can check out RF Sports Radio on the page. But tell us a little bit about the website that you have and what people are able to do, how to find the website, and how they can get in contact with you. Well, well, what we are, we are the cure-all answer and solution for all independent musicians, uh, uh, producers, and artists alike. We're a unique company that you will not find in existence anywhere else in the world, and we offer free studio time and free production. That's right, I said free studio time and free production. And we also distribute the music that you create um, at our studio uh, to over 130 online stores, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, you name it. Our biggest client is the GS Boys. I don't know if the, if the name doesn't ring a bell, they had the song Do the Stanky Leg, and uh, we're distributing their new project. 
and pretty much you join up and you become a member of our services. And uh, our website is icebreakerproductions.com. And uh, uh, we also have our own uh, 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 radio show, Icebreaker Radio, where we feature uh, artists that normally wouldn't get spins uh, in the mainstream radio markets. So for all artists out there, anybody with a dream, uh, free studio time, free production, and distribution to 130 online stores, icebreakerproductions.com, and all the information that you're looking for you can find on the site. Now let me let me make sure I heard you correctly. You said these guys get free studio time, free production, and also can get their music distributed to all the major retailers online. That's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. We found a way uh, for the artists to really be able to break the ice into the music industry. One of the one of the the, the toughest things to overcome if you're a struggling artist or a starving artist is the expense of the studio time. And all of our members, uh, they basically receive free studio time just for remaining a member. Now, we do charge a monthly service fee of 20 bucks a month, but, I mean, come on, that's basically just to cover uh, the right. overhead of releasing your projects. Um, if you have... If you're an established artist and you're looking for online distribution, we also offer uh, uh, distribution deals at no charge, and in which case we give you 90, 10% of your royalties um, uh, because we do the lead work and we also market and promote for you. Now, we're also, as you mentioned, in partnership with, uh, with RF Entertainment as well, and uh, we look forward to the many, many projects that we're going to be releasing in the future. So you can definitely right. stop by the website and check us out. All of our artists, uh, even starting off on the ground level of selling internationally uh, in, in multiple countries, too many to name. <laughs> right, <laughs> but right, right. if you can think of the name of it, we're selling there. So if you have a dream, come check us out. I'm chosen. We're with Icebreaker Production. And if you guys go to our Blogspot page, rsportsradio.blogspot.com, there will be a link uh, directly to uh, the Icebreaker Production page, our page there and also to the uh, site as well. So we definitely thank you for coming on and supporting the show, man. I do appreciate it. Uh, I don't know how many, how much you know about baseball. Uh, Royce, I know me and you have talked about it a lot, but it's hard to kind of let it go without, without mentioning baseball playoffs because we do have a local team in the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. Go Rangers. That's the Texas Rangers, and they start their playoff dreams. Everything starts tomorrow. And i got to speak up for the fans here locally because we're all feeling kind of down right now. All of us are feeling kind of upset. And, Chosen, I don't know if you know this, but the Rangers haven't been to the playoffs in 11 years. They get a chance to go. They win the AL West. And what does Major League Baseball do to us? Well, it gives us our first two games against the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa during the day. Wednesday during the day and Friday during the day. Now, I don't know. I mean, all of us got to go to work. We all not going to take off work. We all can't sit around and watch it at lunch. I think it's unfair. I mean, this team is the first time in the playoffs in 11 years, and you schedule everyone else's game in the after, in the late afternoon or in the evening and give us the earliest game on the schedule. I mean, what do you think about that? you think that's fair? Well, I'm just happy uh, they're in the playoffs. I'm happy they're in the playoffs. They could play at 3 in the morning. I got up to watch the Ryder Cup. I can get up and watch the Rangers play. I'm just glad they're in there. Go Rangers. 
Go Rangers. And if the Rangers win this first round, they'll replace the Cowboys as number one team in Dallas. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Tell us what you think about the Major League Baseball giving us some day games, man, our first time in the playoffs in 11 years. Well, you know, I'll say this. Um, uh, at the end of the day, I'm happy that they're in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they just did that because we haven't been in so long and they really don't expect us to do too much. But uh, uh, knowing the, the passion and the intensity that the ball club is playing with, I think uh, we'll definitely advance uh, uh, to the next stage and 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 then they'll have no choice but to give us a better time slot. Yeah. And I think that everyone's playing into the whole fact that if all the teams are in the playoffs, the Rangers, the Rays, the Yankees, the Twins, Reds, Phillies, Braves, Giants, they're looking at the Rangers as the odd man out. The guy that they don't really feel like is going to do anything, going to be there. And even the national guys are saying that they're not giving the Rangers really a chance to advance that far. And I, and I can't I can't say that I don't necessarily agree with them because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but they have never won a game in Tampa Bay ever. They've never won not one game in Tampa Bay. And as far as all the teams in the playoffs, they've got the worst worst road record of any team in the playoffs. But in contrast to that, the Tampa Bay Rays have the worst home record. Uh, in the playoffs, but they've never won a game in Tampa Bay. So I don't know. I, I, I'm still optimistic. I think they could at least steal one game and give us two games here in Arlington. But it's going to be hard, man. It's going to be really, really hard. Any of you guys got opinions on what the Rangers are going to do? you think they can win this series? Do you think they'll at least win one game? I mean, what do you think will be a success and what do you think will be a failure? And I ask you first, Royce, because I know you've been watching a few games. Well, even if they lose, it's already been a successful year. I do look for them to win. I hope they win. I look for them to go to that next level. Uh, I watched this team all year. They seem to jail very, very well. Uh, I'd much rather see them play the Yankees. I think they can beat the Yankees. Tampa Bay is not going to be easy. But if they can beat Tampa Bay, they can be the world champions. That's true. That's true. Tell us what you think about that. You give these guys a chance to advance uh, to the ALCS. You think they'll win one game. And what will be a success and, and a failure at this point? Uh, I think success has already been accomplished. You know, just, just doing something you hadn't done in 11 years and really giving the home fans something to, something to root about is, is fantastic. I mean, everybody knows in the Metroplex that the Super Bowl is coming uh, you've had the all-star game here, but what about the game of baseball? So when you make the playoffs and you give people uh, a, a nice interruption like that and broadcast news, then, then it's, it's good for the organization as a whole. Now, will they win a game? i got to be honest with you. I, the problem with the Rangers to me has always been the pitching, and, um, you know, I don't think we quite have it together all the way yet in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So I, but we're going to see. I, I mean, think, we did we did pick up Cliff Lee, the best free agent pitcher in the offseason. He's going to pitch tomorrow against David Price, a, a young guy that I love. Um, I think he's really, really going to be a, a big name in baseball. Cliff Lee is already a big name. But we know Cliff doesn't want to really be here. He's already said that he doesn't plan to be here next year. 
So I don't know. He, he even came out and told the Dallas Morning News that if we do win this series, he'll consider uh, staying as a Texas Ranger. So we'll see what happens along that line. I think the Rangers can win this series. I think they do need to win tomorrow in order to win. I think they need to win the first game and not win the second game to kind of come out and make a statement, get them back on their heels a little bit, beat their ace, our ace against their ace. So I think that we can win. Cliff Lee has already said that he's not going to play more than one game in the series. He won't go on three days rest. So this is our only real big chance to see what he can do in the playoffs. He's supposed to be our ace, supposed to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. So I think that we need to win this first game to have a chance uh, to win the series. Of course, stranger things have happened, but I think really, really we got we to gotta kind of get that done. I think so. But I give him a chance, though. And I do say go Rangers, especially all the Ranger fans out there. But we'll see. But you know, we'll definitely see next know, week. This, I mean, know, I tomorrow, I'm sorry. I do get a pitch in the Tampa Bay, but you know what can stop good pitching? It's good hitting. So right, we can get right. Good hitting. Yeah, we can kind of act like good pitching, so we'll see. And Hamilton will be in the lineup for what I understand. Uh, so he'll be back. Um, David Murphy's going to be back, although he won't play. Uh, till game three when they come back to Arlington. So they've got all their players. they got all their bats in place. So we'll see. Like you said, they do have some offensive firepower. They can't hit the ball. So we'll see definitely what happens. So, And the Mads open up their preseason. They lose to the uh, Washington Wizards in a preseason game. John Wall, the rookie, the number one pick, goes for 21 points on the Mavs. So we'll see what this guy Wall is going to do. I know he just wants to come out and definitely make a statement real real big and real quick. But that's just about the show for us uh, tonight. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and for listening. Thank Rick for calling in. Chosen, I want to thank you, man, for definitely coming on and helping host the show. Royce, you know you need to you need to be drinking some Theraflu, man. What you doing? Well, I'm going to go right to Miami and eat. Maybe they can warm up a little bit. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, okay. Warm it okay. Okay. I know you, you want to be a Heat fan bad this year, don't you? LeBron, great basketball player playing right now. Okay, there we go. There we go. And be and be taken back on the website, y'all, at Blog Talk Radio, because we are going to do a huge uh, NBA preview show, and I have some special guests on to talk a little NBA basketball. Um, Chosen, you want to say anything before we go, man? Tell everybody about the website again or, or give them the uh, web address. Well, again, if you're an artist uh, or if you have any type of album, doesn't matter what you do, gospel, country, hip-hop, R&B, if you have comedy albums, we can release it and put you out at icebreakerproductions.com. Join up, create a free profile, stop by, chat, leave a comment. As long as you pay us a visit, we're straight. Okay, you know, I got a song I, I got a song I already called. It's about the Cowboys. They got to come in and cut me a record. They got to come in and cut me a record. Well, you know what? I got two songs. One of them is No More Romo and uh, Cowboys Go On. So I think I'll come in and cut the demo and play it on the album at the end of the season. So we'll see. This is something I'm going to look into. Well, you know what? You have to talk to me off the air. I can't discuss that with all these Cowboy fans listed. (laughs) All right. right, right, You got it. This is me. Right. (laughs) You guys make sure y'all tune in for next Thursday for 
for our world-famous uh, pig show. Our pig show is the biggest show that we do. We get a ton of hits off the pig show. So we'll be doing pigs again on Thursday at 9 o'clock from 9 to 11, same time, same channel. And, again, we thank y'all for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Download the podcast, y'all. Keep it on your hip. Listen to it at work. Listen to it while you're driving in the car. Keep supporting the show. You can still email us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at rfsportsradio. And, of course, we're, gonna, we're not going to say go Cowboys today because the Rangers start tomorrow. We'll just say go Rangers. And uh, peace, and everybody be careful, and we see y'all on Thursday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.